Well, good evening, everybody. Happy First Wednesday. How's everybody doing? Uh, we have uh, something really special planned for you tonight. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But before I do that, I would uh, absolutely love to look in the camera at the back of the room and welcome from Midlothian the chapel in Richmond. Come on, Midlothian. Let's welcome Scott's edition. Love you guys. Know you've had an amazing night of worship, and uh, well, we've been worshiping, they've been worshiping, and hearing stories about God's work in uh, in the lives of people. So, good evening, Chapel in Richmond, Scott's Edition. Merry Christmas, we love you. And then, can we welcome Chapel in the lobby? Come on, Chapel in the lobby, everybody, wave at us here, wave at us. <laughs> Glad that you're here tonight and uh, so glad you're here. And I'm going to just give you a little flyover of what the plan is tonight. Um, and that is uh, we wanted to really highlight missions and outreach. And so on the seat uh, that, uh, that you got on the way in, you should have got a little card that just says missions and outreach. It looks a, bit, a little bit like this. And we're planning and preparing as we always do for year end generosity there. And uh, one of the things we really wanted to highlight uh, this uh, evening was just what God's doing in um in the ministry in Chesterfield County Jail. And so tonight we're going to have a chance to hear some stories. And uh, you you know Joel and Wendy Hughes. And uh, I'm just telling you, uh, hold on one second. Hold on, because I'm going to let you do that. But uh, I want to make sure I give you enough before I get there. Um, one of the most servant-hearted, genuine, faithful real God-anointed leaders that I think in all of Richmond and what you're doing in the jail through your ministry is changing lives and we're so honored to be able to partner with you. Come on, Chapel. Welcome, Joel Hughes. 100%. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And uh, we're going to do we're going to do a few a few different things. So we're going to make our way over here. Come on, Joel. But you want to introduce? Uh, we're going to bring some friends up tonight, aren't we? Yeah. We're and so tell everybody friends. a little bit what the, what we're going to do for the next minute here. Right. So we're going to have some friends from Tri Hope come up here and share their stories with you, because I you know I believe that you know I can come up here and talk to you about Tri Hope, you know Tri Home, Tri Life, everything that is happening at Harp, and with the sheriff's program there. But I think it's best to hear it from them. You know, to hear from them where their journey from the jail rock bottom and then finding hope there in the program of HARP and Try Hope. And then they get to come out here and they have a church that loves them, cares for them. And they come in and they're welcomed. They're part of the family. They all sit over here every Sunday, yeah. right? But they feel part of the family and, and, and they have a great safe place to land. Yeah. And so I think it's best to hear from them. So we have three uh, speakers that are going to come up here tonight. We've got, I call them the Jenkins brothers. Do it. Come on. Right. So there's Norm Jenkins Sr. He's coming up. And there's going to be Norm Jenkins Jr., which is his son. And then there's Toby Jenkins, who's not related. And, um, and so, but he's got a great story. And so he's going to come up. And so I want the three of them to make their way up this way so they can share come their on, story Come on, let's tonight. welcome them. Yeah, come on, Chapel, let's welcome them. Come on, 
we got four stools, but uh, come on, squeeze in and leave the, the far one out. Come on, squeeze in the middle here. And uh, so uh, we, uh, we're so honored that you guys would come under the bright lights and share your story. And Joel, I love this idea that rather than teaching a message or preaching or trying to tell you about what God's doing, we just get to hear stories. In fact, in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul tells his testimony multiple times. How many know there's power in the testimony? Right. In fact, scripture says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. And anybody know what the other one is? The word of our... Because there's something about just hearing stories of life change. And so thank you guys for being here. I promise everybody's going to be real nice, okay, uh, to us here. But uh, Joel, get us started here. Yeah, so, you know, we've got Norm Sr. here. So I, I met Norm all the way back in 2019, 2020. Uh, we weren't even live streaming into the chapel. You know, the chapel wasn't being live streamed in yet. And, and so we met Norm. And, and this, I don't know what to say other than we had a connection right away. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so Norm, he got out and, um, and started coming to the chapel. And I think it's best to hear from him, but Norm has been going in and out of the jail for the last 40 years of his life. And so my question to him was going to be tonight, which is what, what was the change? What happened this time that didn't happen before that has changed everything in your life and, and where you're at today? I have got him. I've been in and out of jail, read the Bible. Hold that up just a little closer because they'll yell at me out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but I, I've been in and out of jail and prisons for oh, over 30 years total. And I'd get in and I'd read, and that's all I've done was read. Got locked up in 2018, was in Riverside for 10 and a half months at my very bottom. I was in the valley. The deepest part you could get. And I was dope sick. Couldn't even seem to even go down to get my tray when it's time to eat. Nothing else to do. I picked the Bible back up and I applied what I read to me. Yeah. And just, I was there for 10 and a half months. If anyone's been over here, it's been the riverside. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a cell. Ten and a half months. Twenty-four days of that ten and a half month, I had three roommates. The rest of the time, it was me in the Bible. Wow. And I thought I was on my way back to the Department of Corrections to call me at three in the morning, tell me to pack my stuff up. Well, I had put my request in the first week I was in Riverside to go to Hawk. I'd been through the court and everything, so I just knew I was going back to prison. But the sheriff and his staff seemed fit. I, I believe it was, they were led by God. Yeah. Maybe not Amen. even do it, you know. And I just dedicated all my time. It wasn't the TV, it wasn't board games. It was just me and him. And he changed me without me even knowing it. Yeah. Wow. He'd done for me what I couldn't do for 50 years. Wow. You know. Wow. I was... At the very bottom, I could, it could be a two-hour. I couldn't tell in two hours what he's brought me through. All the broken relationships with my kids. You know, if I wasn't in prison, I was out on the street doing what I had to do to get drugs just to go back to jail. 
But it worked for me, man. And then I met Joe. Yeah. And we like hit it off from the get. And I give God all the praise. Yeah. But he has sent many people as the sheriff, his staff, Joe, <clears throat> excuse me, his family. Yeah. And you and his chapel. Yeah. Right. That's right. You know. I like it's not the same. Awesome. And it'll never be the same again. I got a story to tell. If I fall short of anything, I try to walk a testimony. I don't share enough. I was just telling George a few days ago. It's just been... My son here, I'll let him tell the story. Yeah. I'm going to give a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I mean, Go ahead. I was so far down that I was doing drugs with my son. We were doing things together to get the drugs. God had his hands on us when we were totally out of control. He was in control. Yeah. He has a plan and a purpose for my life. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Come he on. does. Yeah. Yep. So good. And yes. He built so many, he put back relationships that I destroyed. Wow. I mean, my daughter, my son. I just, people that's not here any longer can see it. They've gone on. The prayers that they prayed for me when I was in the shape I was in. I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to give up to them. Man, I love you, dude. I remember the day that you come into the jail the first time. And Major Pritchett. For some reason, because I've been knowing him for so many years, but my goodness, I painted the old jail two or three times. I painted the new jail a couple times. That's so good. And he, he just, he looked at me. You were there. Yeah. Joe was there. Yeah. And he asked the question, what am I afraid of? And honestly, at that time, I was afraid of Norman. Mm. I'd done everything to Norman. He just said the devil was I give him too much credit for yeah. what I've done. Mm. And it's just, my life will never be the same. Do I still have things I need to work on? My goodness. But I can do it without drugging it. Right. I'm not out here taking stuff from people. It's a big difference. And my family has seen it, and they were there with open arms. I'm sure the jury was still out because I've done it for so many years. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can say anything with this. It's different when you walk it. Yeah. Yep. Good job. So good. Yeah. So, so good. I want to share so something good. real quick because I know you got the next yeah. question. No. God's been doing such an amazing work in the Jenkins family. A couple of Sundays ago, Norman was sitting in front of me and, and excuse me, but his ex-wife was on the right side and his wife was on the left side. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, only God can do that right there. So good. Right? So proud of him. Ask a question about that, Joel. No, I'm just right, right. Please don't. That's amazing. That's amazing. And they're both here tonight. That's so amazing. Good. Come on. Give God praise. Can't wait to Norman, just a second. Joel's going to ask you a question, but I'm going to move to Toby on the end. Toby, how are you tonight? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> and, uh, part of our church family. And uh, you've been um, attending our church. And when you started attending the chapel, yeah. uh, Joel told me the sermon series we were doing was Fresh Air. And it was a study on the Holy Spirit. And uh, so tell us a little bit about how that um, 
that series related to you? Okay. Uh, so, my name is Toby. Yeah. Right? Uh, yet, I like about, um, about seven years ago, uh, I never had a nickname. And I was watching this show on Stars, and the guy was in the streets. He was a street guy. And his name was Ghost. And I was like, well, if I can go and do the stuff I've been doing on Richmond, where I've been getting in trouble at, maybe I can go to Chesterfield and do it and have a nickname, and they won't know Toby. So, yeah, I thought they was going to catch on real quick. They didn't, though. <laughs> yeah. So I see people and they call me Ghost. Yeah, I, mean, ghost. I have to correct them, let them know that I'm Toby. Um, so, Ghost was very destructive. And Ghost's behavior uh, was uh, not, in his best, not in Toby's best interest. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been on this tornado for maybe like 30 years or so. I'm only 45, so I've been doing this stuff for a long time. Yet, when I went, in, the program that I was in, when I was watching the chapel from on the Zoom, it was like, uh, I was reluctant to come at first, yet Norm Senior was like, I, I think you should come. So I came. And I said, I'd give it a try. So when I came, uh, after hearing Joe speak and seeing how the guys were responding to him, I said that I would come back. And so, when you did that series the, uh, about the Holy Ghost, right, um, a lot of stuff had took place for me that transformed me back to Toby. Mm. And I never wanted to be ghost again. Right. And so, wow. I just, I'm just so grateful for just, you know, what God has done for me. Um, people say I talk to like a like I was an atheist or something. Uh, Joel helped me to be able to, Norman, Norman helped me in a way that was different. Yet, because Norman, Norman played a role in me being a Christian. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Norman literally was like, uh, it's, we, we, had, we had a clash in jail and he didn't speak to me for like two weeks. And so, after the two weeks, he said, well, uh, why are you not talking to me? And I said, because I didn't like what you said to me. He said, you're going to hell, basically. <laughs> that's what he told me. <laughs> yeah, he said, he told that's me. That's strong, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I, so I was like, the, the result of that conversation was, we talking about eternity, Toby. Yeah. Right? Do you really want to gamble on eternity? And so I was still kind of like fraternizing with being ghosts. I was early in the program. And so Norman suggested that I read Proverbs each day for 30 days, read the daily bread. And in 30 days, I, I was a Christian. Mm -hmm. Come on. Amen. Yep. <laughs> so, so, what's, so what's really cool about the stories he gets out Right? Yeah. And you're doing the series on fresh air. And you were on the stage and you said, really, the word in the scripture is ghost. ghost. Holy ghost. 
And Toby was sitting in front of me, and I said to you, what did I say to you? That I was ghost. Right? With the Holy Ghost in him now. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, how does it feel to be the, have the Holy Ghost inside of you Amen. now? Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Come on, give God yeah. praise. That's so good. <laughs> so good, baby. So good. So, so one of the things that, one of the things like, you know, in the sheriff, when he set this program up at heart, you know, it's, it's building this brotherhood, it's this sisterhood, right, inside the jail. It's, it's peer run. They're, they're supposed to hold each other accountable. And so, and so we play a role in it with the faith-based aspect of it. And so one of the things is, is that, you know, what we were hoping and what we've been praying for is we see generational curses lifted. And so Norm Sr. comes through the program. He graduates from the program. He leaves the program. He comes and lives in Trihome um, for six months, almost to a year. And he's doing that. And in the meantime, Junior's getting in trouble, right? And so uh, through some conversations with the sheriff, uh, the, we, we asked him to consider bringing uh, Junior in. And so the sheriff, again, goes above and beyond the call of duty goes down into Riverside, gets Junior out, and brings him to the HARP program. And so my question for Junior is for you to share with the group was how has seeing your dad's life change? How has that infiltrated into your life and how it's working for you today? Um, for me, it's probably the biggest part. Um, when I was in Riverside, um, I had a bunch of, I got in a bunch of trouble. and. Um, I wanted to get back to heart for the wrong reasons, to try and look good in court. Um, because in, like my dad was saying, the jury being out, you know, I knew my dad was there, but I, he got out while I was in jail. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, it's gonna be the same old thing. But when he got out, everything was different. He, um, he was there for me. He, he kept money he kept on the phone. Um, he looked out for me when he could. Um, I'm just, I'm just grateful that the, the guy waited until I was done with court, and then I got, because my behavior was so bad in Chesterfield when I got locked up. And then when I got back to heart, and just seeing what God's doing in my dad's life, I wanted that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and um. When I got in there, and my, my dad, my mom, and my dad always told me, "Son, read your Bible. Son, read your Bible." And I would read it here and there. Um, but one of the requirements in there, we work, you know, like step work. And I, when I got into um, step three, it's making a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And um, so I made a decision to get up every morning and read read the Word. And started noticing that my negative attitude, my negative attitude was leaving. Wow! I, I just had a, a better outlook on life. Wow. I didn't desire the things that I used to desire. And just what God's been doing in my family's life, like my, my mom has been involved in church forever. She, but my mom's always been an angel in my eyes anyway. So, yeah. but. But being that I was out doing these things with my dad, it completely 
If he completely changed him, he can completely change me. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just grateful for, you know, for the sheriff, for Joe and Wendy Hughes for coming, um, just coming in there and giving me a different look, outlook on life to where I, I live in Tri Home now. And I've been out for five months. I got out July 15th, almost five months. And um, my life, God has just completely changed it. Like, I have a better relationship with my family. I don't desire the things of the life that I used to do. It's just, I'm just grateful. God gets all the credit. So good, man. That's great. Let me just see if I could add something to this real quick. So your mom's been going to church her whole life, right? You guys are ripping and running. The mom was home praying. This is a good example of, you know, a testimony to the power of prayer. Yeah. But not giving up on it. Yeah. Right? Continue praying, even though when it looks really, really dark, continue to pray for your loved ones. Because you never know when God is going to turn their lives around and change their lives for better. And that's what she did. Prayed him. She prayed him through this. I want to share one thing. Probably the biggest highlight of Hold my life. Hold it up real, t- real tight. Yeah. The biggest highlight of my life since I started walking with, with God was the day that you came. You went to the jail the second time baptism. Yeah. And a couple of the people who work in Hawk came to me. That's when you came, y'all came in and baptized. Yeah. And he came and asked me, what did I think about baptizing my son? Most awesome thing in the world. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll never forget that. <laughs> it was powerful. So, so we go into the jail the second time around. So we're going to do, we're doing a second t- round of baptisms. And the, and the sheriff's had baptisms there before. Um, I think chapels kind of changed how baptisms would run in the jail because it's pretty hype. And, uh, they and let so, us bring all the gear. Yeah, man, they let thankful. us bring everything. And so it's a major security thing. <laughs> and it takes us an hour and a half to get in. But uh, so we come in, and, and I think it was just so, again, just thinking about the sheriffs and, the, and their, their whole staff, the thought process, I mean, because we're so busy doing what we're doing, the thought process of, well, how about Norm Sr.? baptized Norm Sr. Yeah. And that's how it started out that day was that Norm Sr. got to baptize um, Junior. So it was yeah. amazing. So that good. That's incredible. Can you, can you believe that? I mean, what a story of God doing things. So good. Besides. Norm Jr. and Toby, talk to us for just a second about streaming services into what, watching it on the screen. And it, does that make it easier when you're not in the jail to come meet us, hang out in person kind of thing, yeah. No. No, okay. <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say, but that's great. <laughs> I prefer to be here in, 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 in person yeah, is what I'm trying to say. No, it, it was, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So, um, no, it, do, it does, it, it really helps though. We are on, um, on Sundays, it's this little smaller room that we go in, it's called the, like the bridge room, and we pack up in there, and it's, it, it's live streamed on a, uh, mm-hmm. on a teleprompter. And um, 
Yeah, it's it's very 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 helpful. Uh, I've I've seen people that that were like me that they converted from watching the chapel online. I watched it. I watched it. I've been, I was in there for like almost three years. Yeah. A little over two years. And I, I watched people, countless people come and say, I like that church. Yeah. That's how I found out about y'all. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, come I'm on. Glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in Harp for about a year, not as long as Toby, but... um. I really enjoy it. That was my, Sunday was my favorite day of the week in there. You know, you're being locked up away from your family. And um, I really look forward to when Joel came in there yeah. and, and we got to stream it. But I would like to say that uh, it does no justice being streamed <laughs> in there. Because when, when my first day here, like, I've never been anywhere where you feel the presence of God every time you come. And, and I love that. And I just want to say one other thing. Um, I had gotten out um, they one day we were doing baptisms. I got out on the 15th. I think they did it on the 20, 26th, I yeah. think it was. Yeah, you got out July 15th, yeah. and then we were coming in to do baptisms like 10 days later. Yeah, and so, but I would grown so close to the guys in, in the church in there that I, I went back into the jail to get baptized. Yeah. And, and, Isn't that amazing? So and, good, yeah. And... and, and and um, I used drugs for about 30 years. My whole life, I, I've never, I got to know myself and God, I got to know God and myself while I was in there. And by going back in there to this day, that is the most joyful experience I've had in my life. Yeah, come on. I'm going to ask you a question, Norm. I'll never forget standing out in front that day and taking that picture. I'll never forget you baptizing Norm. I mean, just to, to see that image of us going back in together and then the baptism. Uh, Norm Sr., your whole family has, God's done so much in restoring your family. And um, just talk about that a little bit, maybe to people who are walking through painful situations in their family. Talk a little bit about maybe any advice you give them or just what God's done in working in your family. It's funny you ask that. I was just talking to Joel a couple of days ago. I don't forget anything. I got a memory like an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Everything I've ever done, whether yeah. I, I, how I was on drugs or drunk or whatever, I've never been where I didn't remember what I've done. And I'm just telling Joe, I, I need to write a book. Yeah. Not so much have it published, but just because you can comprehend when you read something. Yeah. I can watch a movie, but I can read the book and get a lot more out of the book. Yeah. It's just somehow, I guess God may have laid it on my heart. I think God's in that too. And it's just, if it just helps one person not to go through what I put myself through and my family through. Yeah. And not just family, but business, employers. It's just, but I'm a new creation today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. That's passed away. I'm not going to let the devil beat me up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's just, and and when I came to it, 413 Philippians tell me, through Christ, I can do all things. Yes. Yes, you can. 
You know, I'm still in that warfare. Yeah. That's not going to leave till I leave here. Yeah. And I'm still human. Yeah. But I just faced the battles I have today so far. Amen. 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 I want to thank you guys for sharing your story. Thank you for being part of this family. We're proud of you, proud to be in your lives, proud to call you our brothers and uh, just part of our church family. I mean, you're here every week. Faithfully loving God, serving God, worshiping God. I know partnering with Joel to make a difference. And we're just, thank you for taking some time to share your story with us. We really, really appreciate it as a church. Can we show them our appreciation? a surprise for you tonight and uh, Joel we have a really special guest with us tonight I'm gonna let you introduce him right so again you know we can't do um, at the jail what we do without a sheriff that has had a vision right come on so we can't do what what we do every week at the, at the jail without a sheriff that comes and, and he, and, and I see him all the time in the jail talking to the men and women of HARP and to other men and women who are not in the program. And every week he allows us to come in there and he allows other groups to come in there as well. Anything that's going to help them get back into recovery. But we couldn't do with, you know, what we do without him and without his permission because it is his jail, right? <laughs> So we have, the, we have Sheriff Leonard here tonight, so we'd like to ask him to come up on the stage. And let's give him a warm welcome. We're so honored to have you tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, yep. I'm honored as well, really. It's, yeah. Uh, we, we got something for you, don't we? Right. We do have something for you. No, come on. So to thank you and to show you our appreciation for all that you do at the jail and for the men and women of HARP, we've got you a special gift tonight. All right. We know, well, at least I know, you're going to know in a second, he's from Buffalo and he's a big Buffalo Bills fan. So, with this. We got you a Buffalo Bills jersey so you can wear it on Sundays. There you go. Yeah. I just want you to know how difficult that was for me today. <laughs> that, that was a miracle that you bought that. Yeah, that was, it, was, it, was, it was a hard sell. <laughs> well, you, you know we're changing lives in Harp. You're also welcome to come over to our side here. <laughs> he did today. Right. Thank you for all that you do, and thank you for letting us come in. 
you know, just we, we just wanted to give you a few minutes to share, yeah. you know, just, you know, how this all came about and just and what God is doing in the ministry. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how we got here. Uh, people ask me all the time, how did I create harp? You know, how did we get we are today? And, and I truly, I truly don't know. Uh, what I do know was, uh, I'm not a godly man, but I'm a man of God. I've always been a God-fearing man, and uh, that's always guided me in my whole life. Um, I was with Chesterfield Police Department for 31 years. I did really well there. I retired as a major uh, after 31 years, and uh, I was in the military reserve, and I decided to go active duty, and I was assigned up to Pentagon in 2010. Uh, and then around 2012, 2013, uh, the then sheriff of Chesterfield County, Dennis Prophet, called me and said, uh, hey, I'd like to have lunch with you one day. I said, well, I'm living in D.C. now, but I'll come home one weekend and have lunch with you. I've known him. He was in the police department before that with me. We weren't good friends, but we, we knew each other. That was the extent of our relationship. So I came back one day in 2013, had lunch with him. He sits down with me and says, I'm getting ready to retire. I really don't have anybody ready to step up to be sheriff. Would you like to be sheriff? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really said no. I, I, I've been there, done that. I got the T-shirt, 31 years with the police department. Uh, I've had my share of being in law enforcement. And I said, I appreciate it, but no, I don't want to be. I don't want to be sheriff. And he said, well, I'm not retiring today, but I'm going to retire soon. Just think about it. I said, all right, I'll think about it. And I went back to D.C. And uh, months and months later, I started thinking about it's a great opportunity an opportunity to lead an organization, shape an organization. So I called him back, said, you know, I, I think I'd like to do it. I had my first election in February of 2014, and I won and became sheriff. Now I'm sheriff. <laughs> what does a sheriff do? <laughs> so I'm walking around wearing my sheriff uniform, looking like a sheriff, wondering <laughs> why am I here? But then in late 2014, and this is all true, I swear this is true. In late 2014, we started to see the opioid epidemic, primarily heroin. Uh, beginning of 2015, it really hit us hard. And all through 2015, 2015, we saw heroin addicts, predominantly heroin addicts, come in in our jail. And then we're into 2016, and it's January, and we start seeing 30 heroin addicts a day come into my jail. And then it was March 16th of 2016, Chesterfield County experienced its 10th overdose death by heroin in Chesterfield County. And something about double digits in March, something hit me. And I said, this is ridiculous. We've got to do more. And I called my staff together that day and said, I want a heroin program today. Uh, and they all look at me like, you want what? When? <laughs> I said, I want a heroin program today, a drug recovery program today. I said, we're part of the problem. You know, all those years, Jenkins and Jenkins and Jenkins were coming in and out of jails and prisons. It's a good place to get clean and sober. But when I released you from my jail after you served your time, all you were was a clean and sober addict. 
but you were still an addict. And you would go back out and use what you thought you were using when you got arrested, three grams a day, two grams a day. That was fatal. So I was part of the problem. So I said, we're no longer going to release clean and sober addicts. We're going to start releasing recovered addicts into our community. So this is not my plan by any stretch of the imagination. This is somebody else's plan at a much higher level than me. And he put me here for a reason. And that reason is coming to fruition, what we see every day. I, you know, I've got to be honest with you. It's, it's heartening to see when they talk about finding you know, God. I see it. I see it when they actually find it, the minute they find it. And the look on their face is like, all oh, that weight is lifted off their shoulder. And they say, Sheriff, man, I wish God was always there for me. And I'm like, eh, you're alive today. He's been there with you the whole way. Right. He has a plan for you. Now, I will tell you, I do have a faith-based program. That's what I brought into the jail. You don't bring religion into public entities, schools, right, other departments. But I said ours is going to be based on faith, faith first. And I said, uh, thank you. I said if... The citizens don't want it. They'll tell me every four years. <laughs> I'm in year 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I always go to Matthew 21, 31. You didn't think you could get that from me today, did you? I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> so, Matthew 21, 31, where Jesus says, the tax collectors and the prostitutes will be the first ones into my kingdom. Yeah. He said that for a reason. Yeah. To let us all know, I'm the only one that will judge people. Yeah. None of you will judge people. Yeah. Right. So, our program is a judgment-free program. We look in the eye of every addict, and I see what? Who's created in their image? Yes. Yeah. God's created in their image. So every time I look at an addict, I'm looking at God. And they deserve whatever help we can get them to stop the 30-year rotation, the 40-year rotations, and finally get them to long-term recovery. That's yeah. what we do. Now, I love the chapel <laughs> because you all are non-judgmental. You've never been judgmental. And it's an amazing place to come into here and see you all and the way you welcome our folks. And by the way, we have a couple of folks from Harp yes. right here. Who are still in my jail, but we brought them out tonight just to come visit. Okay. You want to bring them up? I'm going to bring them bring up. Bring them up. So we got. Take your time, Miss Daisy. Come on. You want to show off your nice jewelry wear we got you equipped with? That's the latest. This is on eBay. You can get these. The latest in fashion statements. But I do want to say before I turn it back over to you, 
bring in chapel, live streaming it into our jail is part of the solution. And it's an amazing part of our program. And you cannot get long-term recovery without getting your faith straight first. And I appreciate everything the chapel does for us every day. Thank you. So, so Pastor Brandon, I mean, we've got so many stories, right? I mean, it was one of the most difficult things is, is you know, we had Norm Sr., Norm Jr., and Toby Jenkins come up. And we've got so many other successful stories over here. Wendy warned me, don't start mentioning names. You'll be there for an yeah. hour, yeah. right? So, so we, we could only bring two, right, really. But we had 30 people get saved this past week at the jail, right? <laughs> So just thrilled because, I, you know, I could have asked. I mean, I wanted to bring them all. I wanted to bring them all. But I know the sheriff would have been like, that's not going to happen. You didn't have enough seats. Right. So, um, but, so we asked Chris Berry to come and Miss Daisy to come. And so uh, just Chris Berry was here that Wednesday. We did baptisms two years ago. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> right. Who was that? So we're super excited because he's getting ready to get out next month and he'll be attending the chapel. So just real quickly, just wanted to ask the two of you, what does it mean to, to the two of you to have chapel being live streamed into the jail? And what does it mean to you guys? Yeah. <clears throat> um, first of all, can I, can, I, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Look, every week when we live stream, the, the chapel into the jail. Pastor Brandon always says, let's, let's, let's give a round of applause for the people in the lobby. But I'm going to tell you, you do not realize that we don't see this. Like, we, this is amazing. <laughs> this is, they actually have chairs in the lobby. <laughs> I mean, it's, hey, look, I love y'all. Lobby. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what, 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 what the live stream has done for me is uh, it's really gave me an, the opportunity to open my heart up to a group of people that I've never met before. Like, I don't, I've never met any of y'all personally, but I promise you, I love y'all, each and every one of you. Like, God has did things for me in my life today that I thought were unimaginable like really that he has I, I was I was against religion for 39 years I'm 40 years old you know the the chapel and Joel and Wendy Hughes at the jail has gave me the opportunity has gave me the ability that the man I don't even know how to say it I'm never at loss of words but when I when I think about what the chapel and Joel have did for me it's just mind-blowing and seeing a group of people come to the jail week after week after week and express their love for us and show us genuine care and then see Pastor Brandon get up on the, on the, on the television in, in the bridge room that Toby was talking about and, and, and thank Scott's Edition, Melothian Campus, uh, the chapel in Espanol, you know, and, and that, yeah, woo! And, and, um, and, and, and thank the men and women in Chesterfield County Heart Program is amazing. That's what does it, Pastor Brandon. Seriously. We have, we have newcomers in the program that are sitting in the audience watching it on live stream, and he's, they're like, huh? 
Is it, what, are you, what are they talking about? I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's just seeing other people and, and all my loved ones, man, that, that I've built bonds with get out of jail and do something different with their life for the yeah. first time is amazing. It's amazing. You know, you know I, haven't, I haven't lived a complete 24 hours without using drugs on the street since I was 13 years old. And that's a fact. I'm 40 years old. And I actually have an opportunity to do that. And I believe in myself because the sheriff gave this opportunity to us when he started the program. You don't have the mic, so you can't. You can't. <laughs> and, and, and the chapel and Wendy and Joel Hughes have did this for me. I mean, the man sits in there and cries with us. Yeah. You know, his daughter sang Sunday. When she was singing on the stage, he's in the jail crying with us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really love, yeah. like I've never seen before. And, I, and I'm a loving guy. I, I care about people. So when I see another man like that, I'm able and I feel comfortable getting vulnerable and doing the same thing. How can I not do it? Yeah. How yep. can I not do so it? So you know, how can I not? You know, my, my family loves God. I've never been a godly person. I've always rebelled against it. But that's different, and that's all because y'all gave, God put y'all in my life and did for me what I couldn't do for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all be to the glory of God. Yeah, that's good. Good job. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. All right. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, chapel. Good evening. Um, First thing I want to say is um, I give God all the glory and all the honor for just being here for uh, sure, first of all, for having a program like HARP, for Joel and Wendy and Miss Vicky and Beth and Stephanie and Pastor Brandon. And my daughter goes to the chaplain down in Scott's Edition. Um, So I was able through the program, through Joe coming in, to share that with her. She was like, Mom, I need a church to go go to that's that that that's giving the word of God. And I said, Chapel baby. Let's go to <laughs> Chapel baby. Going down. So she she started going and she loves it. She loves it. She takes her boys, my grandsons, and that's where she she goes every Sunday. But um the thing for me is I grew up in church. So you know I supposed to know better, but of course we do what we do and we get what we get. But um, before I got here to the program, I really had forgotten Hart was at Chesterfield. But God remembered. He knew that Hart was there. And he knew what I needed. And I needed the word. And then here comes Joe, and here comes Wendy, and here comes Miss Vicky, And it just blessed my life, you know. And ever since I've been there, I've been rooted and grounded in the word of God. God has done amazing things for me and my children. Sheriff has a program... Um, had allowed us to have a Thanksgiving event. 11 um, people from my family came. My daughter flew in from Dallas. You know, God is just able. You know, God is able. You know, and I'm just thankful. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And I'm just a grateful recovering, a person in recovery. And it's all to the program. Glory to God and the people that comes through to bless us and give us the word of God.
That's incredible. Thank you for sharing your story. Good to see you both again. And Sheriff, honestly, uh, on behalf of our whole church, and I know so many in this community, we're grateful for you. Really, we are. Well, it, it, it takes a community. It really does. And what you all are doing is phenomenal. I love this the chapel. I do want to say one thing, though. You, you think they sounded good today? Yeah. The band? You ain't heard nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You need to hear them play inside of a jail. That's yeah. right. That's right. It is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I, I do turn this over to God, and I just say, your will. So when uh, they said they want to have a baptism and they want to, you know, do that up outside in the jail, in our jail, I said, go ahead, and I let it be. And then I show up the night of the baptism, and I'm like, what is all this? What is going on? They were practicing, and the jail is in the middle of the court complex with all the administration buildings. I'm getting phone calls from across the campus. What is all the noise coming from the jail? What is that music? And it was the chapel's band, and yeah. it set the tone. <laughs> yeah. So good. I'll never forget, Sheriff, we were singing the song, Break Every Chain. And it was like, are we allowed to do that? You know. How good is that? Come on, give it up to the sheriff. Thank you. Yeah, go on. So, uh, Again, Miss Wendy told me today, she said, you start thinking a lot of people, you're going to be up there a while. But I, I think I just can't do it. I got to do it for uh, Pastor Brandon. I appreciate your leadership. Right. I mean, so we, you know, we started this ministry and, and your leadership has just been unbelievable. And I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your leadership. I appreciate your guidance and direction. And you know this to be true. You can't do this without a wonderful, loving, caring wife. Miss Katie is amazing. I know she supports you. So, Miss Katie, thank you. Joel, Nate, Pastor Jason, yeah. the whole team, thank you. But I have a wife, Yeah. right? I have a wife that goes, and she supports me mm -hmm. to do this. And she goes into the jail every week. If I'm, if I'm being completely, totally honest with all of you, she went to the jail first, right? She went to the jail back you in October. You never told me that. Yeah, it's true. She went to the jail, she went to the jail in October. Yeah. And I had a vision of Try Hope, but I always thought it was going to be directed towards juveniles because I came from a juvenile detention home. What I didn't know was God was paving a path for me to go into the jail with Try Hope. And so she went into the jail in October, and I remember I was frustrated because I was like, God, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand what your vision, I don't understand what your pathway is for me. And, and, and she came home one day and she said, Joel, just call the sheriff. And, and I was just like, well, you're doing Try Hope more than I'm doing Try Hope. I don't even know what I'm doing. And she's like, well, just call the sheriff. And I called the sheriff and the sheriff was like, what are you doing? He's like, come up to the jail. And, and Tri-Hope was born, you know, in November, December of 2019. 
And so she paved the, paved the way. And I can't do what I do at the jail without her support and her love. My kids are amazing. You know, they, they know that there's a lot of times where dad's on the phone talking to somebody and, and they're getting ready to use. And I have to take time away from them to talk this person off the edge. But I have wonderful kids. And I just want to thank all of you, my family, for supporting this. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wendy, Thanks. will you stand? I know you don't want to do this. Come on, stand, Wendy. We honor you. Oh, man. How do you beat that? How many are thankful for what God's doing? Isn't that so fun? Incredible to see what God's doing. And incredible to partner with great leaders like Joel and Wendy and the sheriff and the whole team there. And uh, Do you have three more minutes? I want to close with a song. Can we do that tonight? And uh, in fact, I want to introduce you. You know, um, we have two main focuses besides our building expansion on our Christmas mission. And the first one we really wanted to highlight tonight was the jail ministry and the second one is we're launching uh, one more campus called the Chapel in Espanol. And, uh, and so I'm really, um, I want to ask Pastor Ismail and Sandra, will you just stand, Sandra? That's his wife right there. And uh, Pastor Ismail's here. And uh, so we're going to sing Waymaker in English and in Spanish. Is that okay? As kind of the closing song. Come on, let's stand. I'm going to ask Scott's addition. Will you stand there? And I wonder, I wonder tonight if we could just lift our hands and thank God for what he's doing in people's lives. God, we love you. God, we give you praise for the testimony of the lives you're changing. God, thank you that bars don't hold back your gospel, your message, God. Nothing can hold it back. And so you are the one who makes a way. Thank you for Try Hope and Joel and Wendy, God, what you're doing in the jail. Thank you that we get to give and support and be a part of that, God. We're the one blessed by that. And, and God, we pray you'd continue to do that. And God, we pray for what you're going to do in the Spanish-speaking community all around us, God, with hearts filled with anticipation. We, uh, we just await your work. And we we pray it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said?